Welcome to CUCC's Sermons for Everyone. No matter who you are or where you find yourself on life's journey, we're glad you've tuned in, and we hope you find meaning in this week's sermon. Friends, one of the long-standing traditions of the church is to invite a council chairperson or previous presidents to, to speak, offer some reflections, uh, a sermon of sorts on their final Sunday in that role. And so I'm excited to invite Kim up to share some thoughts and to lead us in this moment. Good morning. It's my last time to be really nervous in front of all of you. Um, first of all, before I get started, I really would love to thank a couple people. Um, Pastor Josh, you have been an inspiration, a spiritual support to me since coming to this church. You've guided me, answered many prayers for me when I said them, spoke with you, and I just can't thank all of you enough for that, especially Pastor Josh. Um, my family, who's not here, it's Bracket Sunday, <laughs> six of 36 teams still left playing. Um, I know that my family, during the times when we were on Zoom and virtual services were happening, this was Bree's and my thing to do driving back and forth to Naperville was to listen to the services. Um, it, was a, it was a great time for her and I to spend in the car together. So um, she took the mound at 10 a.m. this morning, and I just can't thank them enough for allowing me to not be a part of their lives at time when as a mom you really want to be there to support your family. So know that I love and support all of you, but I will be traveling with Bree <laughs> for the rest of the summer. We have one Sunday off between now and August. So um, I apologize, but my family is going to take first steps and uh, first seats. So uh, where has the year gone? At times, I feel like the years go so fast that I can't keep up with time. It has been an honor to serve on the church council during the bylaw revision, implementation of the new governance model, and seeing it through for its first two years. So some of you may not know a lot about me, so a little faith history. I grew up at St. Paul's United Church of Christ in Elgin. The congregation was vibrant and buzzing with excitement from the time I can remember through the early 1990s. My great-grandparents were some of the founding members of the congregation. My family was always very involved. As my brother and I grew up in the congregation, we had our school friends, neighborhood friends, and church friends. Our parents hung out with many church families, as many of you do, had gatherings at each other's homes, whereas kids, we always went to hang out with our church friends. Many of those church friends I am still very close with today and even run into at an occasional meeting for work. Our youth group reminds me of what GF is here at CUCC. We had lock-ins, shared fun social outings, and did many service projects together. We were close then and still there for each other now in times of joy, sadness, and support. We helped to shape each other into who we are today. Many of us working in careers of service to others, something we learned from church and our families so many years ago. I was fortunate enough to be confirmed, share my first communion, and get married at that church that started my foundation in faith and led me to who I am today. Steve-O and I enjoyed going to the services, and soon after we were married, 
we were asked to lead the youth group at the church. Steve-O leading a youth group, that scared me a little bit, but we survived. At this point, attendance numbers were struggling, and we were losing our belief that the congregation would not survive. But we were willing to try anything to keep the church going that, started, that was started by my family. We served for over a year as the youth group leaders, and services became harder for us to attend as we were not feeling our spiritual cup getting filled. I would still say prayers the church would survive, but just could not get myself to attend as I had in the past. After a year of not attending services, we decided to migrate where many of our other St. Paul's members had and started attending services here at CUCC, and that was back in 2020. I was looking to find the support I needed through sermons, music and services, and just that support of a spiritual family. You see, being a firefighter's wife was not easy. There were times I needed to know my prayers were being answered when Steve would leave in the middle of a meal or at night, or when he struggled with PTSD after a terrible call, or when he was injured in a fire, just didn't know what was gonna happen. We also knew that CUCC had programs for children, and we wanted to make sure we gave our children the same opportunity I had. School friends, neighborhood friends, church friends. Pretty sure from the way Jake and Brianna talked to us, CUCC has succeeded. As I hear about all the text messages she gets from all of her youth group friends. And I got to see and share a piece of worship with one of my grandma's best friends whom they volunteered together constantly at church. Mrs. Westfall has made special treasures for my children at their baptisms that I know my grandma would had she still been alive. When they were baptized, she would have done the same. Muhammad Gandhi once spoke, service which is rendered without joys helps neither the servant nor the served, but all other pleasures and possessions pale into nothingness before service which is rendered into a spirit of joy. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 through 6, Paul writes about spiritual gifts and the unity of members of Christ in one body. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone is the same God at work. My foundation of giving to others started from a very young age. You see, back in the days, there weren't all the activities and organizations pulling us in many different directions. My extended family were the best role models I could ever ask for of giving of their time and talents to others. My great-grandma, grandma, and mom were and still are some of the best cooks. Any time there was a meal to be prepared at church, these three women would volunteer their time to make all the food, set up, serve, and clean up. Being a part of crew of this strong women, it was fun to volunteer and help them in all aspects of events. My grandma never said no to one of those volunteer opportunities. She was part of a quilting group that would make and sell quilts each year as a fundraiser to give back to the church. She would volunteer to help make costumes for the Last Supper portrayal that the church would do every year. My grandpa was the director of this event each year, year in and year out, and he brought my dad on to help him as well. Not only were they giving back in their church, but in the community as well, through many different service organizations. 
I always saw them smile and enjoy being with others and giving back to others. And my grandma, she lived until Jake was a year old, so I had a lot of interactions with her as I was an adult. And before she had her stroke, I asked her, why do you volunteer so much? Her response to me was, because I love to feel good about what I do for others. And it fills my soul. And I remember that comment to this day. I realized that she and my grandpa just found a niche where they were comfortable and filled their souls by giving back, not needing recognition, just being who they were. They did this until she had a stroke and he developed some serious health problems and were unable to keep giving of their time and talents. My parents really kept that spirit going though before my grandparents passed. They were always involved helping others through church, boosters at the high school, PTOs, activity nights from elementary school through high school, even when we didn't want to see them there, and so much more. Even for their grandchildren, when I was preparing meals for the high school football team each week for three years, my mom was always volunteering to come and help us or help by making some of her favorite dishes that the boys loved so much and still love to this day. And even though Jake's out of high school, I still get requests for some of her food. She continues to do this, to volunteer to this day in areas of her life that are fulfilling to her, not what she feels she has to do, but what is right for her. My dad was always volunteering to coach a team, would take his profession of land surveying and surveying someone's property lines or preparing a property survey for them without asking for money, just to help them out. He parked many cars at football games for Larkin High School as a booster board member and was always there to lend a helping hand to a friend or family, a family member when needed. And even to this day, tries to still do that as best as he can. So you see, my passion for helping others runs deeper than the surface. It's a part of my life from a very young age. Probably part of the reason I chose the career path I have. The world of parks and recreation is constantly giving. Our mission is to enrich the lives of residents and guests who visit our parks, attend special events, participate in program offerings. I get no greater joy than after we have worked tirelessly for hours to open a new park, pull off that special event for a few thousand people, than to see the smiles of attendees or hear the laughter of children going down a slide at a park for the first time. Even myself, hopefully none of you ever see the picture on Facebook of me trying out a new slide for the first time. It's a joy that runs into my personal life. I have found pieces in my life that fill my soul where I can give back to others, not because it's what I have to do, but because I took time to think about where I fit best and look to give back in that area. I love to coach. I love to watch others learn and grow. Why I take time to do skills clinics with Bree for softball, or why Bree and I are now coaching a minor B softball team, little five to eight year old girls, or why we offer pitching clinics for no charge, or why I'm involved in other areas of my life, because it fills my soul. The Human Flourishing Program at Harvard's Institute for Quantitative Social Science completed a study on volunteering, and it really puts all the pieces together for me. And I hope for you as to why giving back to others is so important in society today. Volunteering clearly promotes common good. Volunteering benefits the community being served and can also help bring about social trust 
which of course in turn can benefit the volunteers themselves. I personally have seen this in many volunteering experiences here in the church, where maybe people didn't really know who I was, but once I got to know you and you got to know me, there was that social trust. The study also cited how volunteering benefits the volunteer in many other aspects. During the study period, participants who volunteered at least two hours per week, compared to not volunteering at all, subsequently had higher levels of happiness, optimism, and purpose in life. In more contact with friends, they also had lower levels of depressive symptoms, hopelessness, and loneliness, fewer perceived physical discomforts and disabilities, and more physical activity. They were also notably less likely to die in four years to follow up, about 40% less so. Pretty amazing. This is in fact to help, this in fact helps to further confirm the positive effects on volunteering and mortality. Volunteering also helps to build strong, loving relationships. Love is just not seeking to do good to others. It's also seeking to come to know them and to be with them. By creating sustained communities, volunteering might thus also provide opportunities for the formation of good and loving relationships. I have found this to be so true in my life, in my family's life, the four of us for sure. Dr. Stephen Post published an article recommending a prescription of volunteering for two hours a week. For many, engaging in volunteering can be a powerful way to contribute to the good of others, to the community, to the common good, and to the good for the person volunteering as well. As we embark on the next year under the new governance model, I hope each of you find what fills your soul in the church. People may always have been pigeonholed a member to leadership, but now they are thriving on a ministry team. Instead of feeling forced into volunteering in a role, not filling their soul. I had the opportunity of sharing in the vision of the development of the governance model. We are now following. I love that we can give members the opportunity to find their own space and what fills them spiritually. Pastor Josh can help any one of you through this process. I would like to leave you with a very inspiring and moving quote from Martin Luther King Jr. Everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and your verb agree to serve. You don't have to know the second theory of thermodynamics in physics to serve. You only need a heart of grace, a soul generated by love. Thank you so much for your support, support in the last year. And um, I look forward to our next group of leaders coming in. time, I would like to thank the volunteers who are completing their terms on council and those not seeking another term on the committee they have served on for the past year. If you are in attendance, could you please stand? 
John Speck Finance Committee, Ann Graham Operations Committee, Steve Seawee Operations Committee, Mark Bradley Church Council, Kathy Flesher Church Council, and Clayton Dombrowski Church Council. It has been an honor to work with this team, with all of you. Your giving of your time and talents to the church has been invaluable. A quote I wanted to read to honor all of you. Valuable is the work you do. Outstanding is how you always come through. Loyal, sincere, and full of good cheer. Untiring in your efforts throughout the year. Notable are the contributions you make. Trustworthy in every project you've taken. Eager to reach your every goal. Effective in the way you fill, fill your role. Ready with a smile, like a shining star. Special, special and wonderful, that's what you all are. Thank you very much. And let's thank the members of our congregation and their families, because they have, their families have given up a lot of time and their talents serving this congregation. And now I would like to thank the nominating committee of Tony Giambardino, Jeff Graham, Nancy Scorby, and Pastor Josh for bringing forward to council and now to the congregation of nominees the slate for this next year. This group of leaders exemplifies the traits of what an outstanding leader is. And we're going to do this a little differently this year, as everything has been done a little differently, and I love this new format. Um, we are going to announce the names of our nominees, and we would ask for each of them to stand. And our affirmation of approving this slate is going to be done for a round of applause at the end. For the 2022-2023 Church Council, Tony Giambardino, Chair, who's enjoying his child's graduation today. Allison Kurtz, Vice Chair. Brad Foley, Treasurer. Charlotte Serta, Secretary. Cami Humke, Finance. Tom Polanski, Operations. Chris Marshanke, Operations. Chris McGrath, Mission and Justice. You guys are going to remain standing for a few. Operations Committee. Bob Brodigam, Mike Klopmeyer, John Speck, you're back again. Mike Adams. Finance Committee, Bruce Cameron, Kathy Brenz, Kevin Kiesel, Tom Scorby, Mission and Justice Funds, Mark Malloy, Michelle Weidel, Wyon Heglin, and Meg Bloomquist. Endowment, Susan Klopmeyer, Kathy Brenz, Bob Broker, Mark Bishop, and Scott Powell. At this time, I would like to ask the congregation to affirm these nominations with a round of applause and support for this next year. Thank you. Family of God, these individuals have been called by God in accordance with the faith and customs of our church. They have generously responded to God's call and the many calls from the nominating committee. It's now our chance to install them through a prayer. And so will you pray with me? 
Eternal God, you have called these people to serve you in this community of faith and all of us together to serve you in the world which you've entrusted to our care and keeping. Send your Holy Spirit upon these leaders that they may lead among us with honor and faithfulness. May their example prove worthy for us all to follow as we are united in Christ's ministry to the glory of your name. Amen. All right, Kim, you can't leave that quickly. Sorry. I think the, <clears throat> I think the universe wanted me to uh, thank and recognize Kim. Typically, the oncoming chairperson, they have a handoff and a moment of appreciation. Tony's at his son's graduation. And then Brad Foley was going to take on this moment, and he called me at 9 this morning to let me know he got COVID. <laughs> and so Brad's not with us. And so I think it, it's... I'm, I'm honored to, to get to thank you for a moment. Kim, you have led with so much integrity and commitment through a really hard four years. You started in leadership in 2018 on the strategic task force and then agreed to stay on to help implement some of those goals and visions. You then experienced a global health pandemic. You led us through a lightning strike some staff turnover, just to name a few. And you've been at everything. I think you might have been at more services and church activities than even me. And so a well-earned break this summer, but thank you, your joy and your optimism. It has been obvious we've all benefited and seen it. Uh, Council put a gift together for you. It's also not here. <laughs> and so at your final council meeting tomorrow, we look forward to celebrating you, uh, speaking our words of gratitude. But thank you, thank you, thank you. Will you join me in thanking Kim? <laughs> <laughs>